A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to the following on cricket podcast from Talk Sports. Uh, day three here in Benoni, uh, just uh, half an hour or so from uh, Johannesburg, has ended in uh, both sides batting out one innings uh, and an early close on day three as uh, the storm clouds. And you might hear a little bit of thunder and wind along the way, uh, just uh, drew in and it saw uh, an early conclusion to uh, a three day match which has seen some positives, a couple of negatives, but really the big questions surrounding the fitness of a couple of key in individuals ahead of that first test match which you can hear exclusively live on TalkSport TalkSport 2 as Phil Brown the photographer walks past me no doubt on the way to the cinema you're listening to the following on podcast okay so it's myself and Guy Swindles here the uh, as I say it's starting to get, the wind is whipping up and uh, Ben Stokes still signing a few autographs to the right of me a little crowd in today no music though this time Guy no, um, sadly, we didn't hear the, 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 the club dub sounds that uh, kept us so well entertained over the last couple of days. The club dub sounds. Guy Swindles, what a Rudy. Uh, it was progressive house throughout day two, but just the sound of the traffic on day three. Uh, and it was another day where actually South Africa A dominated with bat. Uh, really good innings from uh, Keegan uh, Peterson, he went past 100. I thought it was fantastic. One shot against Jimmy Anderson was almost disdainful. The ball uh, almost sitting up in the pitch and he swivelled, pulled it. Um, just a straightish mid-wicket, really, but that took him to 99. Went to 100 a couple of overs later. Good innings from him. Um, but saying that Anderson looked like the pick of the bowlers uh, once again. By a street, by a country mile. Uh, when you looked at his figures, he was going for two and over. He took three of the five wickets to fall. He was the only player who regularly beat the bat. And that wasn't very often, but at least he did it. Uh, no, it was a super... That's a real major plus to be able to take into Boxing Day is the fact that Jimmy Anderson is fit. He's bowled 20, 25 overs in this match. The calf has held up. And he was, as the longer the match went on, the more like the Jimmy Anderson we know and hope to see again uh, was there. Possibly the other guys will be slightly disappointed that they couldn't do more. But look at the fact that 
over nearly three days, and I know we finished a bit early, only 12 wickets have fallen. This is a batting pitch. Um, and for Anderson to flog out the wickets he did was, was, was superb. Yep, I'll go with that. Uh, let's hear from Joe Root. You caught up with him, Guy, just a few moments after the conclusion here in Benoni following day three of this warm-up. Joe, first of all, uh, a quick word on the game. Um, the end of the game seemed to come in a bit, in a bit of a hurry. Can you, can you talk through what happened there? Yeah, it caught me a bit by surprise as well. We were expecting it to finish at tea. Um, I don't think they had anyone else padded up, so that was that. Fine. You were all right with that? Would you have liked to have bowled a bit longer? Um, no, I, th- I think the guys over the course of the the five days of cricket um, have got plenty out of it and because of the illness that's been around the camp we've, we've had to play the same guys and um, feel that over the course of that time in terms of overs uh, we, you know, we've got as much out of it as we can miles in legs, tried different plans and um, managed to bowl with new and old balls so uh, as far as we're concerned feel like from the five days cricket we've, we've done well Let's start with the bowling um, Jimmy Anderson looked somewhere back to his best after that long layoff. That was a really good couple of spells today. Very good. Um, well, and yesterday. And, and yesterday as well. Um, I think someone like Jimmy, the danger is to, to go into these five days of, of games and expect him to be right at, at his absolute best because that's what we've come to recognise is Jimmy Anderson just putting the ball exactly where he wants. and. Um, I think actually for him, he's he's used his time away to physically be as strong as he can. Um, he's taken his rehab extremely seriously, and it's a great example for the rest of the blokes uh, in the dressing room. Someone of his age to to make sure he's as determined as as he is to to put in performances like that in warm-up games. So really pleased for him. Um, nice to see him back and and showing off all of his skills. And by the end of the game, he felt like he had a ball and a string again, which is a great sign going into a big series. Was it slightly frustrating for some of the other bowlers that they couldn't have quite the same sort of impact, perhaps, as Jimmy had? I mean, it's, it's a very difficult person to compare yourself to. He was a very, very good batting wicket, uh, it has to be said. And more than anything, you're trying to get a balance of, of trying a number of different plans out, getting overs in your legs, and, and also looking to try and impact on the game. So um, try not to read too much into that. Um, I feel like the guys have have definitely taken a lot from it and um, you know, we're, we're better for the five days that we've had. Quick word on the tons from Denley and from Pope. Um, different centuries in many ways, but both equally convincing, I felt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, something we've spoken a lot about is trying to make, make an impact in the first innings with the bat, um, go and make big scores, 450 plus, and we've done it on a number of occasions over the last four or five opportunities we've had including the warm-up games in New Zealand and and the two test matches there Um, so the more that we can do that consistently the more games will give ourselves a chance of winning uh, and certainly be a harder team to beat which is exactly where we want to be and and that's going to take individual individuals to go and make big contributions and two guys that haven't actually got test hundreds yet to go into a series full of confidence with runs from this week um, is brilliant and I also think the openers need a bit of a um, a shout as well because to, to sort of set the tone get us off to a, a very good start is is exactly what we're after too and looking up at the board 50 partnership um, it, it's a great start so it, a lot of things that, that we've done very well throughout this game some some brilliant partnerships individual scores um, you know guys like Jimmy performing again it's been a really good week OK, as it's beginning to thunder behind us, <laughs> I'll move on fairly swiftly. Um, obviously, we've been talking about it ever since we arrived, uh, but how close 
are the likes of Broad, Archer uh, and, and, and Leach to actually being fit for Boxing Day? They're improving every day, which is a real positive. Um, back in training today, getting some overs in, um, pushing closer to 100%, which is actually, actually what you want. Um, it's going to be quite tricky to, to see in terms of workloads where they'll be at, um, but it's something we'll keep an eye on and it's not ideal but these things happen in sport and you have to manage them and get on with the game um, and I think we've done that very well till now there'll be an element of trust and honesty in, in terms of making the right decisions they'll obviously have to have a slight input in that um, and it's got to be in the best interest of the team so yeah it's a, it's it's one of those where um, we ha- we're in a fortunate position we don't have to make a call right now uh, and we can we can wait to the very last minute if we have to Gut feeling they might be there yeah I think that the way that they've improved over the last couple of days um, it's been very promising so hopefully we can have another couple of, of really good days uh, they can continue to to feel a lot better and, and to get the work in they need over over the prep days uh, and be ready to go final thought then just how are you going to spend the next couple of days ahead of Christmas we're going to have a, a day off tomorrow I think it's important to after five very good days of, of cricket we uh, we have a day resting and then, um, you know, hit training hard again and make sure that we use that two days out uh, as a real session so that um, you know, we can see where we're at going into Christmas Day. Joe, perfect. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Cheers. And you. Have a good one. Cheers. And that really is the big question, isn't it? It's going to be surrounding the fitness of Joffre Archer, Stuart Broad and Jack Leach to a lesser extent, because I'm not 100% sure England are even going to go into that first test match with a spinner. Uh, Parkinson, and it's always difficult to really make any judgments over a player in situations such as this, but I think it's fair to say he didn't further his case for inclusion. Dominic Bess only landed in Joburg today. It's a real hard push to see him featuring. Uh, and it's a question of whether Jack Leach comes through the illness and whether, like at Hamilton, England even fancy going in with a spinner. We shall see. Charles Lang, of a South African bowling coach the other day, said he'll be surprised if England didn't. But, um, well, we shall see, as I say. But questions still surrounding the, 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 where Joffrey Archer and Stuart Broad are. I'd say that they're both huge doubts for that first Test match. Yeah, Joe, Joe Root, in fairness, was... <laughs> Bigging it up a bit, he said they've both been in the nets today, finally, actually training. He said they've got to be honest, though. They've got to let us know whether they are fit enough to play because they'll want to play. So we actually have to sit down and be very honest. But there are two big sessions uh, still to train ahead of the match. Um, They're going to be taking them very seriously indeed. Normally it would be a nice little warm-up after what we've seen over the last few days and ahead of Christmas, but this time these are two full-on days, particularly for those guys. But they do seem to be over this bug now, and now it's whether they can actually get some fitness back, because presumably if they've had flu, they'll have lost some weight, they'll have lost some strength. It's going to be tough. It's not just a matter of, oh, I feel fine today, let me go out and bowl 20 overs. That ain't going to happen, so that's going to be the tough thing to see over the next few days ahead of Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Joffre Archer was forced to bowl 42 overs in Mount Monganui, so it's going to be something else. Um, And of course, these are professional sportsmen, and so you would think that they would be able to, you know, come back from illness quicker than us mere mortals. That actually wasn't always the case, is it? Because they have very little in reserve, uh, fat reserve, that is. Um, They don't know. I'm not cussing you guys. Um, It's just that when they get knocked off, in in this manner very difficult to come back and then to play a test match especially when you consider the first two tests are back to back 
Oh, I tell you what, it's an absolute push to say that both will be uh, selected. Craig Overton out on the field today. He will be training on the 23rd, 24th. I'd say he could be a bolter for that first test match, but we shall see. Um, there has been a few fans here. A few of the uh, hardy souls have made it out early. Actually, our hotel in Johannesburg just seems to be a little bit more populated by a couple of cricket fans. A few were here today, and Sam Ellard was out and about meeting it. Yeah, thank you very much, John. The best thing for me about following England abroad are the people that you meet. And I'm with Colin, who... But you tell us, Colin. Tell us where you're from, where you live, and who you support, and why. Uh, I'm originally from a town called Lonehead in Scotland, uh, but I ended up in South Africa in 2004. But even before that, I'd fallen in love with English cricket just because of the, the attitude of the, the supporters and the players. Uh, so yeah, I follow the Barmy Army as much as I can when they come over here. And just tell us why you moved from, from England to South Africa and what's it like living in South Africa? Uh, my wife's South African and I was living in London at the time in uh, South London, Sydney Way. <laughs> I came over on holiday here and I, I fell in love with the country, so we decided to move over here. That was 2004. Uh, and it was just the whole diversity of the country. You know, if you go to the Drakensberg, it's like Scotland. You've got the beautiful beaches, you've got the bush. I love the bush. Uh, you know, I'm kitted out in the Land Rover, so I disappear into the bush once every six weeks and stuff. So uh, that, that's it, and the family just love it. Do you get some stick from, from mates back home being being Scottish but supporting England? Well, if I go home, they'll still think I'm talking like an Englishman now anyway, so they'll, they'll call <laughs> me a big Jesse. But, but no, a lot of them actually understand it, and a few of the, the boys used to come down to London and we'd go to the one dayers or the, the test crickets yeah. at the Oval, because we lived quite near the Oval as well, so... I think the jokes like it, they just don't want to admit it. Because there's yeah. not many sports where you can sit and drink for 10 hours a day and, and get away with <laughs> they it. Like so. that, they? <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of um, the cricket, um, obviously not long now until we get underway. What do you reckon? Do you reckon England can, under Chris Silverwood, a second series in charge? Do you think England can get a series win? Two weeks ago, I would have said it was going to be 3 0, but with, with the illnesses uh, and just. It looks like there's a few boys struggling to acclimatise. I don't know if it's the weather or just the actual travelling with New Zealand and everything taking its toll, but there's a few of them don't look at top tip at the minute. And, uh, but South Africa, a lot depends on Rabada. Yeah. Uh, if, if he's if he's in the mood, and we know there's a bit of a, a relationship between him and Ben Stokes, so it's, it's looking very exciting, very mm. exciting, I think. You've obviously followed staff and cricket for a long time, living over here. Mm-hmm. I think we know that Rabada is, is is a great bowler. We know Faf's a, a top class batsman. Is there anyone else you think England should should be wary of? And, and also another question: Do you think that now that Smith, Boucher, and Callis are part of the team, is that going to make them a stronger unit, a more well structured team? Definitely, definitely. And, and there's a huge influence from Kevin Peterson involved in that. He he actually recommended that over a month ago that to, to bring in Callis as a specialist. Uh, coach uh, and uh, with Boucher now then yeah I think the fire's going to be there uh, you know down through the wickets you, you, you never know what you're going to get from David Miller he, he's, he's a bit like Josie Butler he, he can turn a game if he's in the right mood you know so so he could be very exciting um, uh, uh, yeah. but, but other than that they are struggling as well at the start of today's place the guy, there was one lone uh, Barmy Army individual who actually featured in one of the earlier following on podcasts he was out here for the first of the warm-ups and he was singing the uh, the Sam Curran Barmy Army song on his own uh, with his wife sitting two seats away 
He is remarkable. No, he sang Jerusalem on his own for the first morning of the warm-up game, not even this one, which was supposed to be an even posher game. Uh, no, remarkable. He hasn't been home yet from New Zealand. He went. To... I know the feeling. <laughs> so, no, it, it, it's to see the fans making the effort to come out to practice games here in Benoni has just, just been fantastic. But we're going to need all the Barmy army to blow the wind behind the whoever England have in the pace attack uh, come Boxing Day. Because at the moment you feel if England can get through that first test, pinch a draw, something like that, have everyone fit for the second test. They won't have had practice, but they can be fit again at least. Then maybe that's where the tour will start as far as England's pace attack is concerned. Brilliant stuff. Well, you'll be hearing a lot more of Guy Swindles in the next couple of days and then throughout that first test match, of course, as uh, England take on South Africa. Still got a few days before then, though. We've still got a bit of Secret Santa action um, to get sorted, uh, get ourselves set up at Supersport Park as well. And uh, if you want a little bit more cricket action, want to hear a little bit about how the cricket team, England cricket team, are planning to celebrate Christmas Day, make sure you listen to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. Sam Curran um, singing essentially with Sam Ellard I, mean, I don't need to dress it up if you want to hear Sam Curran sing on national radio then listen to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show uh, for that but that's pretty much all we have time for you on today's following on podcast uh, don't forget to join us tomorrow we will have more exclusive player content and actually we'll be having a, a preview hour so Steve Harmison myself Neil Manthorpe Guy Swindle Sam Ellard Barmy Army and uh, Jarrah Kimber as well who arrived in the last 24 hours all coming together for a special one-off show which you can listen to on TalkSport 2 or here on the following on podcast. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism and this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 